This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. If he's saying that there was fraud, the First Amendment doesn't allow the President of the United States to go and claim there was fraud when he was told there was not fraud and then tried to subvert the election by overturning legitimate electors. The I mean, it says Amendment it right here in the speech. actual indictment. Absolutely. The First Amendment protects so, all so it prote If we're going to have a, a situation where the Department of Justice is going to fact check politicians and indict politicians for political speech and whether or not they're factually accurate, then this country will shut down politically because it's a never-ending cycle of tit-for-tat. And that's the risk of injecting politics into the criminal justice system. So right now, people disagree with President Trump. What's going to happen four years from now if somebody disagrees with President Biden in terms of what he said during the election? That's why we don't criminalize political speech. Political speech under the First Amendment has, has an almost absolute protection. Nobody gets to judge whether it's true or not except the American people. And but we John, do that in an election. We do that in an election. We do that in the case of a president by impeachment. But we don't indict people. John. and R.E.M. are so right. It's the end of the world as we know it. That's Trump attorney John Laurel, courtesy of CNN last night. I got to tell you, this um, Caitlin Collins, she's a cute kid, don't get me wrong, nice to look at. Looked very good in that white pantsuit she wore when she, you know, just uh, was so disrespectful with President Trump a couple of months ago. And how many times did she, she say, John, you shut up? I mean, for me, she's catching up to Joy Behar as the most impossible woman on television. CNN loves her. They gave her a 9 o'clock slot. She's getting no ratings. Her ratings are abysmal. I mean abysmal. She doesn't shut up. Clearly, she doesn't like Donald Trump. We got it, Caitlin. But if you're bringing on Trump's attorney and he's going to make a very, very valid point about the First Amendment, shut up. Play with your hair. Take a couple of selfies. And be quiet. My next guest, complete opposite. We don't want him to shut up. No, we don't. We want him to talk because he's a brilliant judge and, of course, long history of success in the media. Fox News, Imus, has his own great podcast and is here every Thursday morning. My dear friend, the judge, Andrew Napolitano. Judge Knapp, how are you, buddy? I'm um, great, Sid. How are you? Good morning to you. Good morning. Friend. Nice to have you back. And uh, Steve Lapa is somewhere right now listening and enjoying this. I know that. He loves you. Oh, yeah. 
Yes, he is. <laughs> Do you know, I don't know if you know this, but when my career was basically over, I had just gotten fired by WQIM down in Miami after a drunk driving issue, and and I was done. I was on the cover of Deadspin, the cover of the Sun Sentinel, and it was Steve Lapper at Little 640 Sports in Pompano Beach, Florida, that gave me my last chance in 2013, and I parlayed that into my current job at WABC. That's how much Steve Lapper has meant to my career. Well, Steve Lapa now uh, represents me, and Judging Freedom is doing better than it ever has uh, in large measure because, let's face it, he's a genius when it comes to getting a message out, uh, particularly on radio or podcast. No, he is a genius. I mean, Chad Lopez is a guy with a, the only guy with balls to bring me back to New York, and Chad will forever be known for that. But I never would have gotten to Chad Lopez if not for Steve Lapa. But let's get to uh, John Laurel there on CNN. What he said about Donald Trump, I've had Takapina on, I've had Dershowitz on, Idala on. They made it very, very clear that uh, this specific indictment, the onus is really on the prosecution to try to prove that Donald Trump did not believe in his heart of hearts that he lost the election. Uh, oh, they won the election. Let me tell you something. From the day that they called that election in 2020, that's all that Donald Trump talks about. I'm sorry, Jack Smith, but I am telling you, I promise you, Donald Trump thinks he won that election. Well, I believe that Donald Trump thinks he won the election, but I I don't think that's relevant because, first of all, I agree with my colleagues uh, whose names you've just articulated, and I especially agree with the, the clip you just ran uh, of John Lauro and uh, the woman from CNN trying to cut him off. Uh, the issue here is the freedom of speech. Did the freedom of speech protects the right to be wrong. It protects the right for you to utter even a falsehood. So it really doesn't matter. Donald Trump could have believed that he lost, but he has the right to say that he won. That goes to his moral character for the, the voters to vote on. But that, there's nothing illegal about that. This is even worse than it appears. This is actually the prosecution of a thought crime. What is a conspiracy? A conspiracy is an agreement to commit a crime that is never committed. This is why the government likes to charge conspiracy, because whenever they charge a crime, they have to show that somebody was harmed, an individual was physically hurt, the bank was robbed, the bomb went off, etc. In In a conspiracy case, they don't have to show harm. They can't show harm because there there never was a crime that was yep. committed. Right. So and, and, you know I'm doing I'm doing an off Broadway show this fall, Clarence Darrow tonight. Just me being Clarence Darrow. Here's the line from the show. He's defending uh, a guy charged with conspiracy. If a young boy steals a dime, he's not going to go to jail. A small fine will do. But if two boys conspire to steal a dime and then don't Steal it. They are candidates for the penitentiary. <laughs> what kind of a government does this to its own people? And then one of the jurors says, ours. At that point, he knows he has an acquittal on his hands. Right. But the point is, this is a thought crime, and the First Amendment protects speech and it protects thought. Trump is uh, going to be arraigned on four felony charges today. And like the judge is talking about, I can't find one. And, you know, I know that the uh, the second indictment, the document scandal, which he added four more charges this week, Jack Smith, seems to be some teeth in that. The first one a joke. I believe this one a joke, too. You can pile up all you want. 
But legally, uh, like you talked about, I think what they really wanted here was to get Trump on inciting a riot. But once Trump said, which he did say, we're going to walk peacefully to the Capitol after this is done, they couldn't get that either. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at info at gobblelaw.com. Gobble Law, where winning is no accident. The digital dollar could give the feds control of your money. Get the digital dollar report. Call 1-800-862-6970 and also receive a $1,000 credit from Priority Gold to protect your money. Or just go to digitaldollarreport.com. Please note, the information provided does not constitute financial or investment advice. So I'm not exactly sure, to your point, what the prosecution is looking to nail him on here, it seems like, A, he really did think he won the election. And like you said, freedom of speech. What is their argument? When, you know, back when I was at Fox, Fox asked me to analyze his speech on the ellipse. And I did it. It's a published opinion. That speech is 100 percent protected by the First Amendment. Uh, it's political speech and it's absolutely protected. I believe that Jack Smith and his team recognize that which is why they did not charge him uh, with, uh, with inciting a riot. I don't know what their goal is here. I am a little worried because of the unindicted, unnamed co-conspirators, and we know who they are. One of them is our dear mutual friend, the former great mayor of New York City, Rudy Giuliani. When they dangle before the public who you are without saying who you are, That's a threat to indict if you don't cooperate with him. Now, Rudy's been in this business his whole career. He knows how this works. He used to be, of course, on the other other side, and he did meet uh, with FBI agents. He has since said he's not a cooperating witness. I believe him. I can't imagine that he would cooperate with the feds. But the fact that he is articulated as a conspirator means that that sort of Damocles, that potential indictment, is hanging over his head as it is over the heads uh, of the others. That's the way the government plays ball. In the Mar-a-Lago case, there are two co-defendants. The government approached both of them and said, we need you to testify against the boss. They both said, go take a hike. They both were indicted. So I am sure that the feds are going to approach Rudy and John Eastman and this crazy lawyer, Sidney Powell, uh, and, and Jeff Clark and say, you want to get indicted? Stay silent. You want to work with us? We want to yeah. indict you. Yeah. That's the way the government works. It's more or less a bribe. Tell us what we want you to tell us, and we'll leave you alone. What's interesting here is that is Joe Biden's folks here going out of their way to nail Trump. And, and I believe it's to take the eye off the ball, the real ball, which is Joe Biden. So on a day where the former president is about to be arrested, arraigned again for a third time, unprecedented, you would think that would be the cover of the New York Post, which it was yesterday. It was yesterday. But instead, today's New York Post, the cover reads this. Letter of the lie. Joe denied he talked foreign biz with son. So why did he send this thank you note? There's a picture of Joe Biden. And here's the letter. 
from the vice president, which he was at the time back in January of 2011, to Devin Archer. Dear Devin, I apologize for not getting a chance to talk to you at the land at the luncheon yesterday. I was having trouble getting away from hosting President Hugh. I hope I get a chance to see you again soon with Hunter. I hope you enjoyed the lunch. Thanks for coming. Sincerely, Vice President Joe Biden. P.S. Hope you guys are happy together. I mean, here it is. President Trump is going to court today, and the Post has another piece of evidence of the guy that's really committed to real crimes. That's Joe Biden, not Donald Trump. I'm sorry to say that I have to agree with you. I mean, this is a very, very sad uh, state of affairs that we're facing. And while this is happening, Joe Biden just ordered up 3,000 reservists. These are, you know, American men that live with their families, that work their jobs. Suddenly they're called into active duty. And where are they going? Poland and Romania. Why the hell are we doing that? Because Joe knows that the ground is is slipping out from under him and wants to run as a wartime president. He somehow thinks that using Ukraine as a battering ram against Vladimir Putin is going to get him back uh, into the White House. They also want to use Donald Trump as a battering ram uh, to keep the Joe Biden bad news off the front page. You, you have your finger right on the pulse of this, my dear friend. It's a terrible state of affairs uh, that we live in uh, today. And I got to tell you, as much as I love uh, Trump, and I've known him for 35 years. I don't really relish Trump against Biden again. I just, I'm not looking forward to I know. You, you and everybody else, I mean, they take these polls all the time, and the overwhelming amount of Americans, even some that love Trump like you and I do, go, wait a second, 300 million people? And these two are the best we can do. Now, I get offended when they say that because President Trump, for the better part of three and a half years, was as good as anyone, as good as anyone. So don't give me this is the best we can do. But but one guy will be 82, one guy approaching 80. So you can understand where these people are coming from. Yes? Yes. Yes. I don't know what the uh, alternative is. Um, I don't know how this is going to turn out. If you ask me when this, this new case is going to be tried, I think it's going to be tried before Mar-a-Lago. I know this judge. She is one tough cookie. She's probably this afternoon going to order a trial date in December. Not not just a tough cookie, but appointed by Obama. You know she hates Trump. In fact, Alan Dershowitz, another great attorney, was on with Katsimatidis yesterday, and he said, and I quote, the worst possible judge for Donald Trump in this case. Uh, uh, Professor Dershowitz, as usual, uh, is correct. She once, in a civil case, ruling about whether or not Trump had to uh, turn over uh, records after he left uh, the White House to the Congress, said Trump thinks he's a king. So she obviously uh, has no quarter for him. That is not enough bias to get her off the case. But my point is, if the government says they're ready, this is going to be a speedy trial. Look for it to happen before the uh, before the Mar-a-Lago case. I agree. For- I agree Brian, before but- the case. But my question to you is more important than when it will happen. What about the venue? We know, of course, that first case has no teeth. So New York is no fan of Trump. But so what? The second one, the big one, the documents case, it goes in Trump's favor. It's in Miami. This one, D.C., is like New York. So both Donald Trump and Dershowitz on record the last two days saying, 
They can't let it stay there. Trump's attorneys, they've mentioned West Virginia. They've mentioned Virginia. What are the odds you think that Trump's attorneys could have this specific venue moved? Zero. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Zero. The feds just don't like to do that. You can move a state case, but moving a, fed, a federal case is nearly uh, impossible. They would have to show that they can't find 16 because it's 12 jurors plus four alternates in the federal system. They would have to show that they cannot find 16 people who are not uh, prejudiced against him. Maybe there's 17 in D.C. that are not prejudiced against him, but they're going to have to find them. <laughs> oh, boy. Listen, you want uh, you're great. There. Got their work cut out for them. But yeah. I will tell you this. I don't know John Lauro. I know many of the other players, but I've been very, very impressed with him uh, in the past uh, two days. He's getting the message out there. He's handsome. He's articulate. He reminds me of Takapina. He, he's doing the job. No, I agree. He is terrific. And uh, any any comparison to Joe Takapina for an attorney is a very, very good thing. Hey, you're great. You're always great. Thank you so much. Another terrific appearance. We'll do it again next Thursday. Thank you oh, so much. You got it. You got it. Please, please remind that character O'Reilly. I still love him. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully you'll be out there on October 27th when me and O'Reilly hit the stage together at the Paramount Theater in Huntington, Long Island. You're going to be there? I'm going to be an agent provocateur in the audience. All right. I like to hear that. All right. Judge Napolitano, folks, 740 every Thursday morning. Always does a great job. If you had an accident, trust Gabo Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O-Law.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.